Hey, everybody, and welcome to Breaking the Wall podcast. It's me, Brandon. And for the past four months, I have been conducting a little experiment, um, a little intentionally, a little unintentionally, um, kind of based on the idea of Supersize Me. So if you've never seen Supersize Me, it's this show about, it's a documentary actually about this guy who only eats McDonald's for an entire month for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he kind of documents how uh, he's changed over that time, how it affected his relationships, his mental, physical, um, fitness, uh, all of these different health things. And four months ago for me, I had some dance work that ended up falling through and I had to pivot to find a way to make money. Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, programming, making different workshops over the past two years. And, you know, I was really set up not to be an entrepreneur for a little bit. Um, but when those plans fell through, I pivoted to find a way to make money quickly. And I decided to get a surfing job. I mean, I think if you are in the dance world already, or if you've had to ever get a job, being a server is the most convenient way to make some extra cash, right? So I thought this would be a great way for me to, one, make money quickly. But two, I thought it would be a fun experiment to see how the job would affect me. And, you know, I never had a serving job before. If you've listened to past episodes, you know I've done kind of counter service stuff. Um, but I was excited to see what this more traditional serving experience was like. So I applied for a job, booked the job, which is great. Uh, <laughs> I love that I just called it booking a job. Um, I got the job. I set this time frame of four months. This would kind of be my period of time when I would, you know, I'm definitely quitting at the end of December. Um, just a way to keep my head above water for a little bit. Um, and like I said earlier, my main goal was to make money and that's what I did, right? So for this four months, I was able to work, get this new experience, make that cash. Um, but I want to let you all in on some of the things that I learned from the experience and also, you know, shine some light on the things that I didn't realize were going to happen, right? Um, and like I said, I was making some money, but it's what? My siblings call knickknack money. So knickknack money is basically you get you make enough money to get by, right? You're paying your bills, you're able to buy some groceries, uh, all of that kind of stuff is taken care of. But you're not really making anything past that, and you're not really adding any value to your life. So nothing outside of your basic needs can really get met with knickknack money. So I can't. I'm not really adding to my, um, you know, retirement funds. I couldn't afford all the extracurricular activities I wanted to do, like those extra workshops or, you know, go on extra trips because that's the job had a cap on money. So the best part, of course, is that you get paid instantly for your work. I would finish working this job and then I would get a notification on my phone that's like, you have been paid. And it goes directly to my account. That's incredible. But this is also the worst part because what I learned from this job is that time really does equal money in the service industry and in actually a lot of jobs. And what this means is that if you don't work, 
you don't get paid. So if you don't work X amount of hours, you're not going to get X amount of dollars. So for me, that was really frustrating because it was a cap on how much money I could make. Um, and I understood what the job was. It doesn't require like a large education. You don't need a, you know, a higher level degree to get this job. So of course there's a cap on how much you can make. But aside from that, one of the biggest things I realized and one of the biggest things I felt was how tired I felt all the time. So, I mean, I was standing for six plus hours every day as a server and you really feel your muscles and joints getting tighter in the moment. So I would finish my day and just feel exhausted physically that I didn't want to, you know, go take a dance class. I didn't want to do a quick 20 to 30 minute workout. I had zero motivation for any other physical activity. And really, I didn't do that much. Of course, I got my steps up. I'm running around a restaurant for six plus hours. But other than that, I mean, I really wasn't getting my heart rate up. I wasn't really stretching or lengthening any of my muscles. It was really this kind of stagnant standing, right? Uh, But aside from just the physical aspects, it's the emotional and mental side as well. I mean, as performers, we know what it's like to be on stage, right? If you just finished up maybe a Nutcracker run or, you know, maybe your school had a lot of performing weeks in a row, you can feel that exhaustion from performing, you know, kind of stack up a little bit where you need to recharge. And I think serving is really no different after this experience. I mean, I was pretending I was in a show the whole time. It kind of kept it fun for me. I would go into work and tell people or the people I worked with that I was, you know, performing the role of charming gay server number two today. as kind of like a little joke of how on you have to be as a server, Right. I mean, here I was trying to curate this positive experience for people, but the side of it were a lot of people who were coming into the restaurant or not a lot, but some of them would, you know, would just not be set on enjoying themselves. Right. Maybe they were just having a bad day or, you know, I don't know why they would be upset, but, you know, people get mad all the time. Some people just want to be mad. Right. So here I was trying to curate this nice experience for people. And no matter what I did, I knew that it wasn't, I couldn't change their minds. I couldn't make them feel better, right? I'm just the person bringing them their food. And, you know, sometimes they're not, I mean, they're not all mad, right? Some of them are just, you know, tourists and they have questions or they've had long days. I mean, there. I remember a few times, actually, people would finish their meal and, and ask me, yeah, so we're trying to get to Manhattan from here. Uh, do you know how to get there? Meanwhile, we are in the middle of New York City. We are in the middle of Manhattan. And, you know, trying to answer in a kind way of, well, actually, you're already here. You did it. Is there a specific part of Manhattan you want to get to? Um, but they couldn't. They Some people, it took them a few minutes to be like, oh, so New York City is Manhattan. Yes, New York City is Manhattan. Um so you're dealing with these kind of customers and it's it does become exhausting, right? To be on for that long, to give positive experience after positive experience because you want to get good tips, right? You're not just doing it for yourself or for these people you don't know. You're hoping that they will return the favor by giving you some extra cash. And 
I mean, as you can see, both from the long hours physically and from the long engagement period, it's this kind of work is just exhausting and it just leaves you empty to, you know, have energy for anything else. So if I wanted to go take class, I had to do it before I went. If I wanted to train, everything had to happen in the morning. Um, if I wanted to do any other creative task, like create a podcast, I mean, there was no way I was going to be able to do both. I would get home and just be completely dead. And if you're in New York right now in the wintertime, you know it gets dark at 4 o'clock. So if it's 4 o'clock and it's dark, all your mind is telling you is it is bedtime. We are done for the day. So, I mean, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say serving is a bad option. If you are, if you enjoy serving and it fulfills the things that you need to get, you know, fulfilled on, such as paying your rent or you really enjoy the experience, whatever the case may be, I go for it, right? What I, my goal here is to share how my experience was knowing, even I was just going to do it for a short amount of time how far behind I fell in my goals, right? So overall, I really enjoyed my time. The people were incredible and, you know, it was a new experience, which was exciting for me. But I think it's because I knew there was an expiration date. I knew it was ending. So I didn't need to get invested or overly invested, right? It was easy for me to see how a serving job is attractive though, right? I can also see how it is, how it can completely consume your life and quickly become your main focus. And dance can really take a back burner or whatever your focus is, whether that's to teach more or go to auditions, right? It really becomes this barrier that you have to get over if you do want to take dance to the next level for yourself. So moving on from this job, I do have two main goals for myself that I created. I said, okay, if I ever have to go and find a job quickly again, or if I ever have to, you know, make money outside of the performing aspect of dance, I have these two required requirements for myself. And I hope that you can take these as well for yourself as you're looking for a job. But the first one is to pursue a job that increases revenue outside of the time for money format. So as we talked about earlier, you work this much, this many hours, this is how much you're going to get paid for that, right? You don't show up to work or you're sick or whatever it is, you don't get paid. So during this time of COVID, that's a huge deal, right? How are you supposed to pay bills if you have to stay home for 10 days because you got sick? Maybe you don't get that sick, but we're still in this time where, you know, getting sick can make a big difference between you being able to pay your rent and you not, right? And in the dance world, it's no different. So I don't want to just say this is a server thing. The dance world has a similar, you know, time for money aspect, right? You show up to rehearsal, you get paid. You don't show up, you don't get paid, depending on... You don't show up to the gig, you don't get paid. Maybe that's a better example. But my goal with this, of pursuing jobs that increase revenue outside of that time for money idea, um, we can do that already within the dance world. It's already built in there. We can increase our rates, right? If you're a teacher or if you set choreography... Making your rates higher will, you know, give you more money for shorter amount of time, right? Or you could do another thing of create more programs or opportunities, right? Invest in work that gives you the autonomy over your time. 
Yeah, and we talked about it in the side hustle episode, but finding things where you can better utilize your time that doesn't take away so much energy. And the second thing I want to focus on, or the second you know, main goal I have if you ever want to get a job outside of your performing world is to create space for your passions and training to take the main priority, right? So say I did need to get a server job again, or, you know, that's whatever I fall into. I don't think I will do that again. But if that is the path I go down, I need to actively set some time aside to focus on the things that are important to me right? I hated not having the time and energy to do the work I wanted, right? Or having the energy to create even better classes or having the energy to improve in my dancing and my technique, having the energy to create more podcasts and really uh, invest in this platform. I hated feeling tired and unmotivated around my physical and mental health. Um, But what we have to realize is that sometimes when we're committing to our craft, The goal is just about making space for it to flourish. Yeah. So if I can do these other jobs that do pay me quickly, right, I need to also make sure that I am creating an outside space. Just as I commit to that schedule, I need to commit to a schedule that um, gives me ample time to create, ample time to be creative, ample time to work on my craft. Yeah. So just because we're passionate about it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy pursuit, especially when we have these other things that are fulfilling us in other ways, like getting a paycheck right away. Yeah. Um, So those are my little takeaways from this past four months. Um, Like I said, if you are a server, you're in the serving industry now, if you're looking to get into that industry, I I mean, go for it, right? You need to feel these things for yourself. But if you are going into it, keep these thoughts in mind. Yeah, keep these um, goals in mind. Maybe setting that, you know, time limit of how long you're going to keep one job. You can always get another one. So say I'm going to keep this job for four months and I'm leaving after four months. But maybe that's because you're going to find another serving job somewhere. Give yourself an out is what I'm saying. Yeah, especially when it comes to these quick fix side jobs. Yeah. I hope this episode is helpful or insightful for you. If it is, please let me know. If you have your own serving stories, I'd love to hear them. Um, If you think everything I'm saying is the worst and lacks insight, whatever, please let me know. I want to know what you think. I want to um, understand what your situation is like. Uh, This is just from my own perspective as a 29-year-old professional dancer who decided to become a server for four months. Um, But thank you for listening. If you can, please share this episode. Please follow us on social media at Breaking the Wall Podcast. Um, You can reach out to me on Instagram as well at It's Brandon Coleman. But until next time, enjoy your day, everyone, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.